Welcome to the Whistle Mission Outdoors Podcast. I am Jim. I'm Pat. And we are a podcast dedicated to the outdoors for the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. If your state borders Lake Michigan, this podcast is for you. We cover anything outdoors, especially hunting, fishing, mountain biking, conservation, any issues you got concerning the outdoors. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome and enjoy the show. Well, oh, we're we, going. We can, <laughs> oh, we oh. can kick this off whenever you want. So, you <laughs> start the podcast. Check, check, check. check. Yep. Hey, to start off, I want to hear about the wedding last night. I was I was out with Nick today, and I was like, I bet you know when the kid that got married. I bet you that was a riot of a wedding. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. There was this. I got um, Mike. Shout out to Mike and Taylor. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, I congratulated Taylor when I was shit faced, and I don't think she appreciated it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pat has a thing with weddings, doesn't he? Yeah. And, oh, uh, I, uh, I who, no whose wedding was it? You got kicked off the dance floor. I got kicked off the dance floor. Remember? Oh, was it? No, that oh, was you. Josh's. Josh's, Josh's wedding. wedding. Yeah. I, remember, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you. All right, Josh's let's not talk wedding. about that. But anyway, so I told. I have no room to talk for weddings. Told Caitlin, <laughs> told Caitlin on the way there. Oh, I remember at Jim's wedding, you were like, <laughs> yeah. you remember I had him where he was going to punch me? I had him so wound up, he was going to hit me. He was so shit. Was it that day? It was, yeah, it was on the wedding day. Oh. It was funny. <laughs> he was so like, <laughs> anyway, keep going. I want to hear about Mike's. Um, so I told Caitlin on the way there, I was like, okay, I'm not going to tie one on. Said, you know. <laughs> last, and, famous last words there. Uh, I'm just going to drink water. You know, I'll have a couple beers and I get there. First beer hits my throat and I'm like, all right, we're going. Yep. You know? And I don't. <laughs> I don't dance, man, but I was the like the life of the like my friends group dance floor. Was it a big ass wedding? Oh, it was huge. I want to say bad. that dude knows everybody. I mean, Mike obviously knows the numbers, but I'm guessing there was two hundred people there. Wow. So um I think there was like twenty tables of eight or something like that. It was a big wedding. Yeah. A real big wedding. But uh no, we had a lot of fun. Um anybody listens to the podcast, uh yeah, talked to a bunch of people about hunting and stuff like that. It's good it's good stuff. Oh, you actually had people asking you? Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about the podcast, like, oh, hey, I like the, you know, I like the lick. I like the, you know, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. And it's like, okay. Oh, know. really? You got, t- you got some tips, huh? Yeah. Um, Tell them if they put those in email form to get a whiskey pop. You know, well, I mean, I did my, you know, if you, if you like what you hear, you should go on with submission podcast, gmail.com. You know. If you can hear this. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good time. I'm on my way there. We saw uh, one of my neighbors having a little medical emergency. So... And that got the whole street pretty worried about it. So he's all right. Though, the whole right? cul-de-sac. It sounds like suburban Pat right there, right? Yeah. The whole cul-de-sac. Well, I, I'm not like Mister like Neighbor of the Year or nothing like that. I just kind of poke my head out, and people catch me on my way to work, and you know whatnot. But one, one time I was going to Pat's house, and the security guard at the gate wouldn't let me in. I know yeah, at the gate, give yeah. me the password. Yeah. Well, so I sped past the gate, but I forgot about the moat. You know, they wouldn't yeah. lower the bridge for the moat. Yeah. You know, it was, <laughs> it was loaded with alligators and. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it's Pat lives. It just in, seems like know? everybody I talk about that owns a business, like, hey, where do you live? Oh, New Lenox. Oh, my brother lives there. You know? Yeah. Well, and, you know what? This town is set up for a lot of, uh, there's a lot of those small industrial condos that you can actually, a business can thrive in New Lenox compared to most other towns. You know, the ones that I was, I'm trying to buy, if I can get my hands on one, I'd buy. They're like those 1,800 square foot industrial things. You know what I'm talking about, down yep. by the schoolhouse. Yep. There must be a, at least a thousand of them in this town. Every, you know? you know, every bit of it. And so, uh, you know, there's, it's just, Bred to be a business owner or place, you know, yep. and then people tend to move here, be close to work that they own. And, you know, anyway, the one, the other thing too, is you were starting to talk about how your first smoke went. We're not going to, well, let's get into that later. Let's get into that on the main topic. Okay. Here. Okay. Um, 
What about your week? Don't want to burn all our content in the first five minutes here. What'd you say? What about your week? Pretty standard. Pretty standard week at work. But I did make a brisket, so that's what we'll be talking about today. So Yes, and this was an interesting one. This was, yeah, it was a learning experience. I was there for, like, part of it, and, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It It turned out good, but... In the words of Bill, uh, they turned down the overtime machine this week. Uh, they my did. Job. Yeah, they. Uh, we've been working overtime. I didn't work yesterday. Or yeah, I didn't work yesterday. Obviously, the chief of police for Manhattan was sitting in your seat. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, the mayor was sitting in your seat. Oh, this week. in here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they actually came over to do. The, it's called the Manhattan Minute podcast. If everybody wants to, if you want to hear all the updates on uh, Manhattan, Illinois, baby, that's over there. So yeah, they they were at this. Yeah, they like the little setup, you know. Yeah, you had the chief of that's police cool. sitting in the kitty chair. Uh, actually, he sat in it for about ten <laughs> seconds and then he just stood up. He said, "You can tell he just said screw it." I want you to be lower than us. He, he tried <laughs> sitting in it. He tried making it comfortable, and then he just, he just pushed it away and raised the microphone to it. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking up at you guys. And like, what's that hey. podcast? Uh, podcast called Manhattan Minute. Manhattan Minute. It's uh, hosted by Mike Adrianson, who one of these days we might end up having on this one, you know? That'd be nice. I'd like, oh, yeah, he's not much of an outdoorsman, but, like, I was thinking about doing something like how local government works kind of thing. So if you do have issues, like, I was thinking about trying to incorporate local government with him explaining to you. That'd be cool. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, like, how many people live in Manhattan? Uh, it's probably up to about 10,000 now, give or, give or take. Did it you grew. do... Did you do any outdoor stuff this week? So this morning, uh, I went fishing with Nick, and I am still skunked for the 2022 season, and so is Nick. Uh, it's been bad. It's been bad. We got went down the Kankakee River, and it was about two, three feet high. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the water's still real high. And current dirty. was. It's funny when you throw an eighth inch or eighth ounce twister tail out there, and the current goes, Poof, it's gone downstream. Yep. You know, uh, eighth, eighth is pretty light for river stuff. You know, I, eighth was always heavy for me fishing that river in normal water. You know, yeah, normal, yeah. But Nick I mean, started throwing chocolate milk right now too. Nick started know? throwing quarter ounces. We snagged and lost a lot of stuff. We started up by the Yeti flow and worked our way down to uh, the bridge pilings, and then his battery quit. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was an alright time. Yeah, at least you got out, didn't get rained on. <laughs> Kelsey's gonna go more into uh, uh, Kelsey uh, to yesterday, but we started our big fighter pit, big fighter. Did you guys see it? Did you look at it? No. I saw. A I saw. I saw a Snapchat of the sod getting rolled up. Yeah, we used a sod cutter and all that. Looked so. real. Yeah, looked, looked like a real efficient process there. It, yeah, that thing it, just it? sliced it. Oh, it was. It was good. It, I was. We were both very impressed with how well that worked. We were like, man, we should get into the sod business. Yeah. Right. Hey, we got. I got a whole yard we could sell. It was actually kind of nice because we uh, we cut up some spots that we couldn't get grass to grow, and then like so we pulled that up with the sod cutter, threw that in the garden. And then took the good grass and patched it in. You know, good. it was nice. Very and nice. How, how well do you think it would work like with dry grass, like with the dry yard? Mm, I bet you I, it would be fine as long as you go like the full two inches and don't try and, you know, an inch. But uh, they were telling us when we rented it, they're like, oh, it's going to be soup. Your, this thing isn't going to work. Our yard must drain nice because it yeah. was perfect. It was perfect conditions to work. Heavier than hell. Dirtier than hell. Yeah, but Cal's going to get more into this at Kelsey's Corner, so I don't want to. Burn it too much. I mowed my lawn yesterday and it is wet. And yeah. I've got ATV tires on the back of it for plowing snow. So it just like leaves these dimples all over the ground and it's it's wet, wet, wet. I mowed for the third time this week so far. My Re- first time was yesterday. My lawnmower's dead. My lawnmower battery's dead. Oh, yeah, nice, remind me. You got to take the yeah, charger. I had, a charger. I had to use the walk behind. Like You've got a deer, yeah? No, no. I've got a Cub Cadet. He's oh, got a rear engine dead. rider. You know, like one of those old deer. Oh, ones. that's right. I was thinking it was like an old '67 John Deere, but it's it, yeah. That's, oh yeah, it's like old the, school. Old thing school I gotta, design. I love it. One thing I got to do this week. So remember, I was saying how the anchor damaged the boat. 
So yeah. the guy from the fiberglass shop called me and says, can you have it here Monday? So I got to bring the boat in tomorrow. Oh, good. So Let's and then that food. two Take weeks, this. two weeks we had the white bass run. Yep. So two weeks we'll have the white bass. Pat's going on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Um, in fact, Jake is no longer at the same place as I am. Oh, they actually move him finally. Yeah, cool. Anyway, we're just kind of got another. We're kind of ran out of stuff to talk about. I'm trying to think. If I, I feel like there was something that happened during the week that I should be talking about, and I don't really remember. A lot of rain. Yeah, yeah. Just and we did dodge the rain fishing this morning. So like the whole time we're like looking at this guy. Like, is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? Finally, it, when it, once the battery's all dead and we had like no way of powering the boat. Yeah. We we throw the boat on the trailer and it, it rained all the way home. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, isn't that good? Yeah, that's good. That's getting lucky. out there and it does that. Usually, it's the exact opposite. It rains until I get in the truck to go home, and then it stops and the sun comes out. You know. Did uh, Nick talk about uh, watching my dog yesterday for the wedding? Yeah, I guess she's nuts. Yeah, I guess she's, she's shit crazy. in her room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. So yeah, wow. I, she doesn't do that at my house. And uh, yeah, who knows? Dogs are dogs. I get anxious. I I feel so bad. If you guys are listening, I feel very bad, and thank you for everything. Anyway, let's get into the news. You want to start us off, Pat? Yeah. Um, tell you what, let's start off with Indiana. Now, this is not so much news. It's more of like an informational kind of thing because uh, I don't know why. I thought this would be the time that a lot of outdoor news would be springing up, but, uh, you know, get the pun, but uh, nothing. Uh, and uh, 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 But anyway, this article, you can find it on our website, is about morel mushrooms. And I actually looked up a whole bunch of these articles. There was one guy that I found. He had like six, um, I don't even know, like those Rubbermaid containers, but they're clear. Yeah. He had six of those strapped to his back full of mushrooms. But wow. uh, Man, that's got to be worth some dough, too, with uh, morel mushrooms, right? I, I thought those were expensive. Th- they're they're making them sound like a delicacy in this article. And then they also kind of make it sound like Indiana exclusive, but it's, it's not really. But... Uh, there are four different types. I want to say there's black, which comes first, and then there's like, oh, what the, it's there's this other one. I can never remember the name of it. But uh, and then there's is white. it pink? No. Oh, is it not. blue? No, the second one's not a color. Oh, I was just gonna keep going with color. <laughs> Yellow. But they all do. They all like start going at different seasons. Like black are the smallest, and like they're hardest to find. And like, uh, but then um, it, the season lasts for a month. Then a lot of people do it. I guess this is like a huge thing. I didn't really. I, I knew mushroom hunt, like mushroom hunting as a whole, was a thing. I just didn't think it was this big. Oh, it, it's oh, very yeah. big. It's very big. Uh, weren't you talking about doing this, getting into foraging mushrooms and stuff? I thought you said something about yeah, this. like foraging. I don't like mushrooms though. Um. Oh, really? I thought you might want to try some of these. Like they have what is it called, Pat? Uh, uh, chicken of the woods. Or, Hen of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? They're yeah. orange. They get, they get huge. But supposedy they taste like chicken. It's just like, like yeah, when, when like you find them, it's steak. special, you know? Yeah. But these ones. Um, yeah, a pair of yellow morels spotted by. Oh, goosenecks. It's, they're called hat freeze or goosenecks. That's the second one. And then the big one, which is what the one that everybody talks about, uh, is the white. And then there's the tulip ones. The tulip ones are real super tiny. Um, you can find them sticking out of like tree stumps and you know areas like that. Do you know the only flower that you have on your face? What tulips? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, Should have definitely uh, got that. Uh, Second dad joke. But yeah, I mean, go through, read the article. Uh, season only lasts about a month. It's like I'm guessing it's like halfway through right now. Um, they say you know it pretty much starts at the south of the state and then creeps its way up through the counties as you go north. You know, like yeah. normal climate stuff. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you need, know. for mushrooms, from what I know about it, which is not a lot, but what I do know is you need cold 
cool, let's say cool, dark places. Yeah. Damp. That damp, that, because like, aren't all mushrooms like a bacteria of some kind? It's a fungus. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. As some fungus. are tastier than others, and, you know, some will kill you and some won't. You know, right. those are the differences yeah, mainly. Yeah, this, this article, <laughs> it, it, it also goes into like certain groups you can get on in like Facebook and, you know, stuff like that, that talk about what's poisonous, what's good, what's not good. Huh. But I'm trying if, to think, what were those, uh, there's like those mushrooms that are so, they're so, so expensive if you can get them. And I can't think. It's the name of a truffle. Truffles. Do you know what truffles? Yeah. They use like, pigs to find them. Really? Yeah. Over in uh, England. So we don't have them around here? Or do you oh, not you know? Can, uh, you can get them around here. Yeah. You can go find them in the woods like around here? Authentic truffles are found it, in England. They it was like pigs. thousands of dollars a pound. And it, it yeah. was incredibly expensive. I just like, I'm not like particularly like a fan of mushrooms but at the same time like when i see stuff i would like to know you know like oh w- what exactly kind of tree is that you know what i mean yeah right but when you say you're not a fan of mushrooms you don't know because you're trying portobello and yeah i'm trying the like typical run-of-the-mill restaurant mushrooms like these you don't know you, you might absolutely love this stuff yeah you know but at the same time it's kind of like you hear about a lot of them being poisonous and you got to do your research and stuff like that so when i see like a resource one- like this it kind of intrigues me because i i am at least somewhat interested in it. Like the one book I read says, if you cannot a hundred percent identify what it is, do not eat it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cause totally I totally agree. Someone's like, ah, it looks like this, but I can also see this in it. That might kill you. That decision might kill you. Mm-hmm. Like literally, if not just horribly sick. So these morels, and I'm, first of all, I really don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm pretty sure I am. I've always yes. heard morel. morel. Um, but they have like this, a very, it, when you think of mushrooms, you know, you think of like a Disney movie with mushrooms and sh- crap in the forest, you know? Yeah. Almost dropped the S. But uh, these ones look a lot different. They look, they kind of look like a sponge in the ocean with like a white stem. That's yeah, almost I like coral. Like, yeah, sponges. Yeah. And, and Swiss yeah. cheese mushroom. And they've got a real tapered head on them, whereas, you know, you think of like your standard mushroom, it's got like a real, you know, rounded head on the top. Yeah. yeah wasn't it Mario that had a mushroom buddy and stuff? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Toad. Is that his name? Yeah, I mean that's what you, that's what most when you hear the word mushroom, I bet you nine out of ten people think of that. I think know? of I think of a white mushroom with the red spots. That's what I think of. Yeah, mushroom. bingo. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> like stereotypical mushroom. Yeah. The other, but the morels he's talking about looks it looks more like a fungus to me. Looks yeah. like something I would yeah. you know peel off an old dock and that's sitting in between the boards kind of thing. <laughs> looks like know? something you find on the bottom of the ocean to me. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so that's uh you know pretty basic for Indiana. But uh, what do you got for? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <clears throat> this is from Wisconsin Public Radio. It go, this is an article that I there wasn't a whole lot going on in Wisconsin we're talking about, but I did this one kind of caught me. Uh, state commercial fishing industry adapting to changes in ecosystems in COVID nineteen pandemic. So I didn't realize how, like, how much went into uh, all the different uh, fisheries, like for white bass, and there was another fish too that they fish for. Let's just say with the white fish. Whitefish, perch, okay. So around Green Bay, Green Bay is like this special little hole in Lake Michigan that they flourish. Everything's good, Mm -hmm. you know. The rest of Lake Michigan and even parts of Green Bay, they're talking about the zebra mussels overtaking and they're killing fish. Like they're killing the ability to have more fish. So there's less fish in return. So they're just talking about the ecosystem changes with with, uh, the zebra mussels. And there was another one. First of all, I want to get back to this line right here. Remind me. Don't let me move on. Um, Up top, know, it says quagga mus- mussels. Where do you see that? I, I know I read or, it. Okay, yeah. Like quagga mussels, which I never heard of, and zebra mussels. So those are reducing the ability to have more fish. But it says, it's, uh, tributaries to Green Bay 
like the Fox River contribute to robust whitefish populations. So I just thought, so this might just sound completely wrong, but I thought tributary was uh, the feeding into the body of water. That's always what I've thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Because the Fox River starts in Green Bay and then heads down here. And so I just found it interesting that they said tributary because I figured like the tributary contributes, you know, and this is taking away. So I don't know. It was just a. I was curious. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I wonder if that's worded correctly. Like a like a like a like a creek that comes off of a river kind of thing. Like a well, like for instance, like in the Kankakee River, the Iroquois is the biggest tributary. It oh, flows okay. into it I and it makes you. the river bigger. You know, yeah. if anything, uh, yeah, this makes the lake smaller. I guess you could say. You know, it flows out. I, maybe maybe not. I never actually looked up to it, but every time I heard of a tributary, it was feeding. Yeah, you know? that's what I always I, I always thought. Like when you come across a little creek, you know, it's a tributary to you right know, right. That's kind of what I think. About well, like for instance, the one creek I fish over here is a tributary of the Des Plaines River. Yeah, you know, there you go. and but you wouldn't say that the Des Plaines River is a tributary to the little creek I fish. Yeah, because that that to me would make it sound like that's feeding this, and it's not. Yeah. Anyway, the one thing this also goes into in COVID nineteen is that the wholesale prices of all these fish have gone down huge because at the time the restaurants were closed, so they had nobody to sell it to. So what these fishermen were doing was doing like curbside like services so you can come up and buy their fish you know take it take it home that'd be awesome and well they found out while wholesale values are so low we're making a pretty good buck selling them on our own we'll just keep doing this so now the restaurants that do want them are having a hard time getting them and the fishermen that are selling them like that aren't making that much money huh so COVID 19 kind of screwed up yeah, whole, it did a bunch of weird stuff. Supply chain of fish it just, up it, there. The, the biggest thing that changed with COVID nineteen is the realization people have on how life should be lived. You know, right? For instance, our company—they just brought them all back to work, and they're all losing their minds over it. This isn't fair. I came to work the last two years. You know, yeah, these people changed for me. These people haven't had to have, put on snow boots to go to work. They didn't have to dust their car off to go to work. Yeah, and so, but but up until two years ago, that nobody complained about that. Right? It was just. Part of life. Right. I like so, when people say when you're on the interstate and it's packed, right? I love how they say, oh, all these non-essentials. <laughs> uh, you know who you are, the person who told me that. You've listened to this podcast, I'm pretty sure. So, but uh, All right. That's all I got for uh, – so, yeah, COVID and the ecosystem are screwing up uh, commercial fishing in Lake Michigan. But Green Bay still has good populations because it's the best bay. Wait, so, this is, so we're going to yours, right, Pat? Yeah. So moving back uh, into Michigan, um, kind of a decent segue because th- this is a hunting report. And I don't know if I did this. I, I don't think I did this earlier, but I know we didn't get this one figure in here. Uh, of the deer that were tested. Okay, let me restart. This is an article that goes over the hunting report for the 2021-2022 season. But their highlight is the 25 CW deer deer that you see found. So they tested 7,200. They got 25. Do the math. That comes out to one-third of a percent. Okay, <laughs> so that, that I, with this, this is why I want to argue that how big of a deal is this? You know, I know it's a thing, and I know it should be tested. It should be monitored. It should be, you know, blah, blah, blah. But how big of a deal is it really? Okay, so... In this article, the guy goes into pretty deep detail why you shouldn't take these numbers and run with it, like saying that it's not a big deal and all this stuff, because this is just the start. And they only tested a certain number, you know, but they really don't know, you know, they still really don't know because 
How is it just to start when they've been they've been making progress for the last twenty years on this? Yeah, I. But you know, they go into this saying that it's just a start, and we still need to be diligent, and we need to. But like Ted Nugent said, who's the biggest threat to deer? Yeah, no, you're right. He the, said we. They went out. The, whatever state it was, went out and killed eighty six thousand eighty six thousand deer to test for CWD, and they're like, "Hey, we got one." Oh, really? I didn't hear so about this. Out of eighty six thousand, so for those eighty six thousand deer, what was more deadly? The sure death of a, a firearm. Right. From a hunter. And they're like, oh, we're doing this in the, in the name of science, you know? And, oh, but, okay, let's say you just left them alone and we'll just monitor them. With, we'll see who dies of CWD or whatever. Was there like, a way to test them without killing them? No, because you need their brain tissue or their spinal tissue. Oh. Yeah, you need uh, lymph nodes out of their brain and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, that's how you do it, you know, for now at least. And maybe they'll come up with something. But so what they say is don't take this and be like, oh, success, because this, to them, you know, it's just the start. And people are worried about this. And it, they're worried about it because, you know, maybe not enough deer are being harvested, and that's why this thing can spread and all this stuff. But uh, that spread- was just, they, they go into, you know, more of, I'm sorry, go ahead before I start my next talk. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, they, they go into more detail that, okay, now we were talking about COVID. So the number for hunters in 2020 just spiked straight through the roof, right? Yeah. Because, you know, COVID changed a lot of things, made people rethink. But the trend is still going down in terms of, like, hunter participation, you know, across pretty much every Yeah, state. from the 50s and 60s was probably, like, the height, you know, of, like, keeping track at least. And but, like we said, for CWD, there's no evidence that prions really affect humans, you know, with CWD. You know, the whole issue with CWD, it hasn't – there's been no proof. There's no proof. There's no proof. And once again, like, if you cook your meat, what's the problem? Like what? Nothing survives past what is it? Uh, one hundred sixty-five. Yeah, one hundred sixty-five. Well, I no, think it, it was lower than that. It, it depends on uh, the type of meat. I'm not so sure about venison, but I know like with beef, you can eat it. You can eat beef pretty much raw, but like chicken has to be one sixty-five. I think the general rule of thumb is one hundred and forty. Yeah, I, I thought it was like yeah. I, I was gonna guess about that. Even though that's a that's a bit of a burn steak at one forty, right, Pat? Yeah, I uh, Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Actually, medium. They say medium is 150. Yeah, I usually try and go for like 125, 130. Yeah, I say 125 to 130 is perfect. Um, but the main thing with this is they they don't the CWD conversation might also be contributing to the lack of hunter numbers. Saying that okay, now they're diseased, probably shouldn't be doing this anyway. And I completely disagree. I I kind of feel like now after all the evidence. If I got a CWD deer, I might eat it. And especially if I cook it to 165, I might eat it. Oh, I probably, I'm, I'm becoming less and less, I, I don't know, I still might get it tested. But it's, after hearing so many different things, like, is it a big deal? Like, it's a deal, there's something out there, and you know, but I feel like uh, it's not as big of a deal as they make it. Just kind of like, you look at just about anything, the news builds it up to be worse than it is. Yeah, and I mean, there there are people on the ground level in Wisconsin that would like totally beg to differ with. Yeah, starting to get into the argument of you know is ignorance bliss? It's yeah. Like, would you if you didn't know that the you know restaurant dropped your mashed potatoes on the floor and then put them on your plate, would you still eat it? You know, like of course you so, would because you wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Real quick, I'm going to look up how many deer were harvested in uh, twenty uh, like in the last season uh, for Michigan. One sec. But the, the biggest yeah. thing is like. Uh, I could see them having like, hey, look, in this section of the state, the southwest corner, let's make it a nice big chunk of the state. Uh, we found the most amount of CWD, so please don't do this, that, and the other thing, and we need to monitor. Oh, I get that, you know. Right. I could see them. I could see them making a big deal out of like a section, but like 
it's not like nationwide. Like these things aren't these these things aren't going from like some major migration across the country. Where yeah, if you stop in Southwest Wisconsin, you can get it. And during the migration of your animals, like you know, like birds heading south, you could spread it to the entire other population around. No, it's like it's it's going to stay pretty it's pretty pretty centralized to where they right, live. Right. Give or take, they circle a couple miles or whatever. You know, bucks might travel a little. But it's not like it's not like the Wisconsin problem is going to affect Southern Illinois like that, you know. Right. Oh wow! So um, four hundred eleven thousand. So we, we we tested. What would it be like? Just over two percent uh, of the deer that were harvested. If you got seventy two hundred, like that's man, that's like nothing, you know. You said four hundred eleven thousand. Yeah, that's just in Michigan. Let's see. Yeah, I think that was just Michigan, right? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that, that sounds like Michigan-type numbers. So, in 2020, an estimated 540,174 spent 8.5 million days afield. So, you said that was, like, a third of a percent, right? Yeah. Well, a third of a percent, you know, 25 is, like, a third of a percent of 7,200. You know, it's 0. .34. 3.4? Yeah. So, you're saying 139,000 would have tested positive for with on that same math? No, no, absolutely not. No, I said 0.34, not 34%. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're supposed to do 0.0034 when you do that. That's what I was wondering. Because so, that's, that's a third. So let's say the numbers followed then, okay? Let's say the numbers followed the third of a percent. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, that would be 1,397 deer with CWD if the, if, if the trend followed. If, yeah, so if the trend followed. If the trend followed, but... Which is still that sounds like a lot of deer. I mean, you know. Also, didn't realize that was uh, nineteen to end, um, like that was the nineteen twenty season, which was you know even pre COVID. But we can still probably say that the numbers were similar, you know. But I, still, I, did you mean twenty twenty? That was the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty season. Oh, oh, <laughs> you said nineteen twenty. I'm like, whoa, yeah, COVID wasn't around back then. All yeah. right, so moving into more disease, I want to move into more disease here because. Bill likes this conversation, right, Bill? But yeah, get on the article, read that hunting report, try and understand it. There's a, there's a lot of information there. So I kind of chose this for Kelsey, and uh, also because oh, yep. See, I actually go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you want to do this one? No, no, no. I didn't read this one, but I didn't fill my bird feeder for this reason. So this Bill or Kel got this, and uh, this is from Chicago Sun Times. Illinois DNR recommends halting bird feeders and bats through May as a precaution for the avian flu. So this has taken off because you first started reporting on this, what, a month, give or take? I almost reported on it. I actually kind of poked fun at it last year in probably like August when the only headline in Michigan and Indiana was about bird feeding. I remember that. make me mad. And then, uh, but then all of a sudden Michigan said it. And then I just did one on Wisconsin and then Cal got an alert. Do not use your bird feeders. Pretty much this is trying, this is through the end of Feb or, uh, May because they're trying to halt uh, avian flu. So this is uh, saying don't use your bird feeders uh, through May uh, to help fight uh, avian flu. My computer is slowing down, and it's very frustrating. See? Okay. It's cold down here. Uh, it's not cold down here. This is nice. <laughs> uh, this is from the I, uh, DNR, so the Illinois DNR. Illinois DNR recommends halt to use of bird feeders, bird baths through May 31st until the spread of avian flu subsides. And there's a bunch more than that. So. Yeah, I didn't fill my bird feeder yesterday. I did all my yard work and everything, and I saw the bird feeder, and I had heard something through the grapevine about this. And 
No, nope, not feeling it. I'm watching it. I'm watching it happen. Pat reported on it, and then it moved over to another state, and now here we are. We're like, please don't do this. You yeah, know, right. like there. So it's actually getting serious with the avian flu deal. But um, you know, this is something that's been happening through history, and it, it it might come on and you know wipe out a third of the population of you know harvestable birds. Yeah. Huh. Even songbirds. I just have robins and stuff come to my house. Cal, so Cal set up this uh, squirrel feeder. Uh, it, you push, it's a screw hanging out of a board, and you just push the uh, ear of corn on it. And she's all like, we're sitting there watching it and waiting for the squirrel. No squirrel, but today I saw a bird pecking at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually squirrels are the nuisance, you know? Yeah, that's the kind of thing I don't want to attract to my house. Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, like squirrel mecca in my backyard. Yeah, I get them all the time on my fences. And then they love chewing wires and whatnot. Well, originally, she wanted me to shoot this thing, and now we're feeding it. So I don't get it, you know. <laughs> she, she she made me promise the one time when we saw the groundhog in your yard, don't tell Jim. Why? I was stuck an arrow right through that thing. No, I know. Kate was, she loves doing like, you know, Kel's obviously like huge into like plants and stuff like that. But um, Kate was talking about, we got to protect our plants here. I spent 200 bucks on stuff, and. You know, the bunnies just come along and eat it. I was like, I'll snare them. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, you know? Think? I'll snare them. I don't care. Oh, that's all. Yeah, I got the dogs. I, I have no problem pinning a rabbit to the ground if they're going to eat my tomato plants. Yeah. You know, none. <laughs> I just don't want my dog, you know, getting caught up in something like that, you know. So is that is that it for the news? Yeah, that's it for the news. Bush like Billy? Bush like Billy? Yep. All right. I did a brisket. I know. I said I was going to do a brisket. Did a brisket. And this was a this was a long term brisket. This was so. I went to CP. Shout out to CP Meat Market for always supplying the goods. Um, went in there with a purpose. Got me a eighteen point seven pound brisket. I want you to tell them the conversation you had with the guy. Like describe it. I, everybody is in there getting their you know. Can I get you know four burgers and you know can I get these chicken breasts and I just went in there and um, I'll take a brisket please. You know they're between uh, 15 and 19 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Bill said, yeah. Yeah. yeah what else would it be? You don't, you don't scare me, sir. <laughs> Challenge anything accepted. Else, anything else for you, sir? <laughs> nope. $133 later, and uh, <laughs> you got a nice almost 20-pound piece of meat. I know that sounds expensive, but his last one, I'm telling you, was like 200 bucks. The one that we had in Hayward. Yeah. It was like, $200? Yeah. Was, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's all market price. It's it, Goes up and it's uh, it was two hundred dollars plus. Wait till you how many uh, pellets he used. Yeah, um, I can do the pellets. I'm not, you know, they're not too terribly expensive. I just like when they give you the look. Bill was telling me about it yesterday. Give him a look. You know how much meat that is, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so how much was it again? Say it again. I kind of one hundred thirty-three dollars. No, uh, wait. How much? Eighteen point seven pounds. And then, uh, but then it, the one thing I could not believe until like he sent me a video on it, Pat, and then he showed me. But I mean, how many pounds? I mean, five, seven pounds. Probably of, five or seven pounds of fat that I cut off of it. Did you throw it up least. on the YouTube? Or not this one. Just, yeah, no, not this their... one. Yeah. So the first one I kind of trimmed because I didn't really know what I was doing. It was his and first then, one. Uh, the second one I did the same thing, and then now this time I actually watched a video on like how to properly trim a brisket. And um, is that the one you sent me? Yes. No. Oh, okay. That was yeah. a good video. Yeah, that, that was, was a good video. Um. But the good thing is, is now I've got like five or seven pounds of basically just beef fat to like cook with or do whatever I want with. I freezer packed it or vacuum sealed it and put it in the freezer. So I have that to work with if we ever decide to make burgers. So if you had to like guess your yield, like what you got at the very end, you'd net how many pounds? Probably six pounds. 
Really? Probably about six pounds, yeah. That's it? Yeah. Because it's just, it's a lot of fat. I mean, if you actually, like, cut into it. Jeez. It's a ton of fat. That would be about... It's like twenty dollars a pound, twenty two dollars a pound, yeah, right? Twenty dollars a pound, yeah. That's about what it is for, you know, good steak. Is it what? What if if you're going to get a fillet, a, a twelve ounce fillet? How much would you expect to? Uh, it depends on if it's prime or if it's. Uh, well, whatever. Give me, give me number. I mean, just for reference. So your brisket, six pounds of that at the end costs. Well, like that if much. you go buy a nice, you know, pound and a half porterhouse, you'll pay twenty one bucks for it. You you brought us some, right? Yep. Can I have a little chunk of that? Absolutely. I put so I did use. I did put a little bit of barbecue sauce on it. You said that's kind of notorious, though. Like that's uh, yeah, you can and you can't. Like some guys do, some guys don't. I, I like mine with barbecue sauce. And what's I the barkiest piece? I'm gonna take this end one here because I, I actually enjoy what I like about this stuff the most is the the bark on the edges. It did pass the pull test. Mm, that was really good. Yeah, and you have to get that bite all the way in to know that was really good. Yeah, it did pass the pull test, um, but it was a 25 hour smoke. 25 hours I smoked this That's for. That's some spicy barbecue sauce. It's got a little yeah, what bit is of a that? to it. It's good. I like it. Um, it's this uh, small company. I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's so good. Help yourself. You got plenty more. That's very good, Bill. You did a very good job. Yeah. And just used the normal brisket rub, trimmed all the fat. I put it on uh, right, pretty much after you left on Friday. I put it on about a... No, you said 2 o'clock in the morning. You put well, yeah, it was... What time? I don't even remember what time you leave. We had a, we had a few too many beers that night. We did, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of beer, um, Pat, we accidentally got trashed on Friday night. I went over for a couple of beers, and all of a sudden, he forced whiskey down my throat. I didn't I did, want it. I did Been not. There <laughs> yesterday, he finished off my Maker's Mark. Fair. I don't drink it, in it so Maker's Mark's good. I literally only have whiskey for when hmm? he comes over. How much did you drink? I don't know. I don't. I really know. don't know. Like I don't even know beers. I came home trashed, yeah. I had a few before you came over, too. So I was So did I. I had a couple. And it was, yeah, it was accidentally. Remember, we were talking about God and. Mm-hmm. We got deep, man. We got deep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I got deep with everybody yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if it was anything like Josh's wedding, I, I remember, Pat. I remember. Well, but uh, going back to the brisket. No, going back to the brisket, uh, just use apple pellets because that's what I have. But how much did you use? So I used about a bag and a half, so probably close to 30 pounds of pellets. Yeah. I mean, this is a big ordeal when you when you, when you set out for this. You, you're doing it. Yeah. You know? How many pounds does your hopper hold? Uh, so I don't. I try not to overload the hopper because at, sometimes with certain pellets, you can create like an air pocket in there, and you got to poke yeah. it down uh, from where the auger feeds. So I've never actually filled it. I'd say it's probably a t- if I had to guess, ten pounds. Ten pounds. But that's just shooting at the breeze i don't i don't really know so you probably filled it up like six times then if you're trying to go like halfway maybe Mm, yeah probably six or seven times just kind of dumping it in there and keeping an eye on it it was a beautiful day for it i probably used more than i than was necessary because how windy it was yesterday so that has a big effect on keeping your temperature oh definitely definitely it's trying to blow it out the whole time especially with that kind of wind yeah so i gotta imagine the added oxygen helps it burn faster oh yeah did you let this thing sit on your counter for any period of time? So, yes. I got it up to room temperature, like I always do, after I trim the fat. Um, this is cold, right? You're, were you talking about post-cook or pre-cook? No, pre-cook. Yeah, okay. pre-cook. Um, got it to room temperature, and then I dusted it with... It's just a brisket seasoning. It's pretty much just salt and pepper. Oh, um, good, though. It's got a good bark to it. Uh, put that, it on there. That barbecue sauce does have some heat to it afterwards. I didn't realize it eating it, but yeah, I Yeah, it's got a little bit of a kick to it. But go ahead. Keep going. Um and then, yeah, after I was finished 
when I finally pulled it off yesterday, like three o'clock in the morning, I don't know, Pat, if you, if I look like shit, it's because I've been like on and off asleep because of this thing. Yeah, it's I mean, Friday. You guys see my clothes, man? I'm in hangover mode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I actually put it in the cooler, wrapped it um, in a beach towel pretty much and left it sit. See, if I had to do it again, I kind of fell back asleep. You're only supposed to leave it in there for like an hour, hour and a half. So you put it, you, you wrapped in a beach towel and then you put it in a cooler? Yeah, in a cooler. Because I got it to 190 degrees or yeah, 190, 193 degrees and you want it to rise that last... 10 degrees or so on its own because oh, it's going to continue cooking once you take it out. So you wrap it in a beach towel and everything. Now I did wrap it in peach, uh, peach butcher paper after, um, after I got it to the stall, which is about 165. Yeah. I got a Snapchat of that. So that actually kind of holds in the juices. Some guys wrap them. Some guys don't. I always do. I practice safe smoking. Um, practice safe smoking. Just wrap your brisket. So funny. Wrap your brisket. <laughs> wrap your brisket. Um, I probably left it in there for maybe two and a half hours in the cooler, uh, which is a little bit too long. So it it didn't quite dry out. It's still nice and juicy. It's good. It's really um, good. But yeah, it's, it I, that was better. The I, whole test. I dare say that was better than your first one. That yeah, was really good. Yeah. That was oh, very two juicy more pieces, too. Guys, I, I will. I will. I, I need a drink before I have another one. But uh, we're supposed to have a special Kelsey's corner for you today, so I might munch on a piece. Why? Because you guys are going to do the interview process, all right? Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Um, but. Uh, Getting back, so the beach towel, did you have the paper and then the beach towel, or just, yep. yeah? Yeah, so it's- I it's, was wondering that, too. I'm thinking, that sounds like you just trashed a beach towel. <laughs> yeah, no. No, because the beach, a beach towel, like, it just kind of helps keep it nice and yeah. warm, basically. Yeah. Uh, the cooler's going to do it its job. Um, <laughs> but it's still, I mean, all the juices still seep through, so I still probably ruined that beach towel. Oh, okay. I'll wash it. I don't care. That was well. That was really good. I was talking to somebody about smoking brisket, and he said that he's like, "Yeah, you're wrapping in a beach towel." And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" Put it in a cooler. <laughs> well, before we go into too much more, let's do Kelsey's corner because Pat's got something he wants to talk about after this. Okay, that that you can kind of you know elaborate more on this. But uh, let's do Kelsey's corner, and then we'll get back into this. Let's bring in Kel. They don't want to listen to us discuss how cold it is down here. <laughs> Welcome to Kelsey's, Kelsey's Corner. Corner. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your thunder. Do it again. That's all right. Welcome to Kelsey's Corner. There you go. Wait, are you guys interviewing me? That's what Jim said. I'm kind of nervous about do... what this is about. Yeah, well, I was going to say um, my corner is on how to trick your husband into building you a bonfire pit one day. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. See, this is stuff I need to know. <laughs> yes. So Yeah, for your husband. <laughs> 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 so you start planning the night before and it happens to be raining so then you start thinking like oh man tomorrow's really going to be a bad fishing day so then you wake up in the morning somebody wakes up at three thirty in the morning to go work out you roll out of bed at like seven o'clock and you're kind of like okay well let's start convincing him to build me a bonfire pit so what so, did jim wake up at three thirty? like man i slept in again yeah i know it's crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I rolled out of bed at seven in the morning and he's, you know, getting in from working out. And I'm like, you know, it's a really bad day for fishing because it rained all night. So then you start having him self-question like, you're right. I think I won't catch anything. There's too much rain, like all this stuff. So then he's humming and hoeing and like, oh, yeah, I can't go fishing. Too much rain. So that's step number one is convincing him that you can't go fishing. I really do think he loves you because that's actually (laughs) like really good fishing time. To go right after No, rain. he was saying yeah, there's too much water. Okay, well, yeah, the water level, that's different. But, yeah, like... You did a good job of convincing. I did, yeah. yeah. So, that was step number one. I'm, I'm just, I was saying that to, like, 
show you how good of a job you did at, you know yeah, what I mean? Cause convincing him step number one. What's step two? <laughs> step two is, so you go out, you find... I know where this is going. <laughs> so you go to Home Depot and, oh, rats, the sod cutter happened to be checked out to the guy in front of him. So then you find another. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he was so luck. he was so mad. <laughs> Wait, the, the sod cutter? Oh, you, oh, you mean like renting? Yeah. So we had to rent a sod cutter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had one and the guy ahead of us got it right. And I, I, I was first in line. I'm like, I gotta pee. So then I went pee, <laughs> came back and the guy rented it. I yeah, he ran to the bathroom and alas, that was the only sod cutter. But don't worry, I found another sod cutter. So we went and we picked up the sod cutter. So then we start doing all the work and everything and. You know, it's getting hot. The sod's really heavy. Like, dirty. it's just very dirty, very messy. And then you think, oh my gosh, I have a hair appointment I have to go to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh. I forgot. And then I, oh, I could go an hour early, she said. Oh, okay. So even better. Even better. So just when it's getting dirty and hot and gross. You go to a hair appointment. Your hair looks nice, Cal. Thank you. It's all dark now. Looks real good. Thank you. I'm glad you went to the hair appointment. And why do you do that, Cal? <laughs> because I didn't want to do all the heavy, dirty work. So you were expecting it to be done by the time. Well, no. I thought me and my, you know, very innocent wife mind was like, this is a project we're going to do together. He's going to wait for me to come back and help him. But no, I came back and magically everything was pretty much all done yeah i think jim is one of those people who kind of likes working alone on certain things oh you know? yeah me I'm too that was not anything going through your mind you were hoping that it was going to be done when you like, man home. i really no. wanted to lift I that really, side i really do not feel like doing that <laughs> <laughs> well so then it was magically done and then just as he was trying to lay down for a nap i said no i had to convince him that it was just great now that we had our thunder going to go to home depot and pick out the border to go around <laughs> and then we went to Sonoris and picked out the rock to fill it because you know we're right over there we might as well and then when we came back I had to convince him since we have all this mojo we have to get all this brick into the backyard and then we laid out the circle oh don't don't bet uh the tool that broke oh so we were trying to no yeah we we're trying to get all these pieces of stone for like the border into the backyard so we're like oh let's use our trusty wheelbarrow it's been with us forever and we put some stones in the wheelbarrow and about like two seconds after picking it up the handle of the wheelbarrow broke so mm. then we had to figure out how to get off the bottom of the wheelbarrow like the wheel and the handle part and then we were super redneck and made a sled out of the wheelbarrow and attached well, it to a lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. He pulled uh, it with it worked, the lawnmower. I'm on the market for a wheelbarrow so yeah. if you see a two for one special that they run, you know. Typically. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, everybody special. needs two wheelbarrows. Yeah, two-for-one two special. They usually run around Father's Day. I Fun think. story. Oh, yeah, I bought that one. Oh, that's that was your I was telling Nick that today. I said, we broke Pat's wheelbarrow. I just kind of stole it. It came over one day, and it never went back to Pat's <laughs> I was wondering. It was, it's been a very trusty wheelbarrow. We use it every year for, like, gardening, like, planting. Like I know. I bought a wheelbarrow. a really good one. I bought a wheelbarrow, and I... I was thinking, okay, this is stupid to buy one of these for one project. I use that thing. Yeah. Like every single year I get plants. Ten I times bring a year. the yeah. I bring the wheelbarrow out, bring all the plants in, bring them we bring wood with that. So speaking of like landscaping and stuff, I need one of you two to come over and sing to that tiller. 
I can get it started, but I can't keep it running. You guys need to sing to it. Sing or rub to it. Oh, right, right. it's time to start today. Yeah, you guys gotta do something to it. I can get it started, but then I go to like try to run it, it dies immediately. Do you want the primer bubble pushed? Real quick before we finish Kelsey's corner, I just want to say my end of it. So the way it was, I came home, I'm like, I don't know about fishing. And she goes, well, you know, you're probably right. The weather's, the water's all swelled up and you're probably not going to catch anything. What do we want to do today? So now I'm panicking because I, I, that was my plan, you know. So then she convinces me to start the fire pit. Kel's got all the gears. I have a solution. Head. And total mind game. And then it's, it's, she's not kidding. As soon as it got dirty and heavy, she's like, okay, I'm off to my hair appointment now. <laughs> to be fair, I did tell him oh, I did I have this difference. planned. <laughs> to get my hair done i told him it would be a long time and then who had breakfast delivered so you didn't have to worry about breakfast that's true but okay so if you if you set off to get get your hair a haircut how long is when you're when you come home how long is it before you're mad before you're done with that hmm um mad yeah like Like, but but like time frame like so for me like if, if i was gone for 45 minutes i'd be pretty upset maybe an hour oh man i was yeah got a haircut yesterday or like a trim Took me like an hour and a half. Why? Because I had I, I checked in at two thirty and they said your stylist will be waiting oh. for you in fifteen minutes. And I get there and wait another hour. She disappeared uh. at nine forty five and came back at like seven o'clock at night. <laughs> and she th- uh, okay. girls girls women are different. are different. I got highlights. I got a whole color change. My entire head of my hair. I trust was you had colored. dinner prepared for her too, right? So when Kate yeah, gets right. hers done, of course it, I would. She needs a home equity loan to just finance it, and then she's gone for like a whole day. Like she makes a day out of it. Me and too. It, but Cal comes back. Cal comes back and she's looking around like, "Oh, you're done." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." So then she like gets all in like her like gardening clothes and walks over there, and she realizes there's literally nothing else to do. Nope. You know. And then she goes. Why didn't you wait for me? I did because I thought it was like a project we're doing together. But she did not want to do that work. I promise you. A team so, building exercise. A team building exercise. Yes. So how big is it? Uh, it's a twelve foot circle. 14. Oh, 14. 14 foot circle. Haven't you seen it? Oh, I love it. Are, what are you trying to burn in this thing? No, like that's the whole sitting area. It's like a rock sitting area. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's fourteen feet like, tall. Man, these oh, are gonna God, be some no. raging bonfires. No, no, super cute though. And the rock is getting delivered tomorrow, so now we just have to find furniture so that we could have a bonfire this coming weekend. Fun story. Perfect. Jim actually built mine, too. I know. He told me, and then when he came home that day, I said, how come we don't have one? Yeah, and that, that started it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was that was like seven years ago. Yeah, look how long I waited. Jim was with me when I bought mine. You know, there's a bug in here. It's ah! like- <laughs> Six years ago, actually. That's a big bug. It's That's a, a fly. Bee. That's I- a no, it's a fly. It's like I've a pregnant it. fly. It's huge. I've been watching it. There was a bee upstairs. I had to kill a bee. That, that thing's got some horsepower. All right. Well, that was it for Kelsey's Corner is how to trick your husband into uh, making a bonfire pit in one day. That was good. And look at that. We're done. And what'd you guys do with the sod? You're supposed to say instead of going fishing. Instead of going fishing. Yes. What'd how to trick your husband the, into something. What'd you guys do with the sod? Uh, Asking for a friend. It's in the garden. The neighbor across the street got some. Oh. And then we did some random patches. We could have spots that we couldn't... Uh, Oh, okay. We thought okay. about taking it to Home Depot because there was like locally grown sod out there, and we're like, oh, we should have just dropped it off. Nobody would have known. Nobody would have known. All yours now. Hey, this grass is dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good grass. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is good grass. So, yeah, come to a bonfire next weekend. It's got dog turds in it. <laughs> <laughs> we cleaned Rolled most of them there. up. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kel. Yeah, that was a good one, Kel.
That's good. I thought I was nervous. I thought that was something for us. So anyway, Pat, why don't you why don't you go into uh you you were talking about your smoke and all that. So why lead us off here? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I do have an honorable mention. Bill, your shirt is awesome. You it's like a picture that? of a frog with is, with some uh, evergreen trees in the background. It says MILF. And it says, man, I like frogs. I, I, love, I love that It's shirt. a Sunday shirt. But anywho, I got dipped my toe into the smoking world. Pat so is, We're going to have a smoke and pat section before too long. So quick shout out to a buddy of mine, Angel. He was going to give me a smoker, but it was it, it was at like an estate that you know it was like his father-in-law's or something like that. And uh, it was trash. So he just threw it in the garbage. So during this whole time, it's been like three weeks since he told me about it. I was like, man, I can't, I mean, I'm looking up all these recipes, doing all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I, I went out and bought one because I was just too excited to start smoking. And then I was looking at those Menards, by the way. You got the Pit Boss, you said? Yeah, I got the cheap Pit Boss. Yeah, it's it was like 280 bucks or something. Yeah. but with That's the, a good brand. Pit Boss is really good stuff. I, You know what? For everything I want to do, I think Pat's got everything I'd ever want in a smoker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is propane, which is like super frowned upon in the smoking community, apparently. No, it's not. I mean. Um, it uses wood chips, not pellets, yeah. which are seemingly more expensive and they burn fast yes so what what i want to do for this main topic today is somebody just gets a smoker they want to get into smoking get me started yeah so pat, pat has the interest he has a smoker like like what do you what would you where, where would be your next steps and then i'll go into what i did yesterday and kind of the fails so i kind of i kind of bypassed that I, see when i bought the gorilla it's a pellet smoker it's an electric pellet smoker so I didn't really have the electric one. I still want to buy an electric one because I think like the the style that they're made in. Um, so you're just propane too? Yeah, propane too. Because it's a pellet grill. Yeah, yeah. No, no, mine's mine's electric. Oh, it is electric. Yeah, okay. mine's just got a little. little electric no, but the, the style you bought, Pat, I'm going to say is very, very common to get propane for that. Because I, uh, my buddy Mike had one, and like the only real gripe he had with the propane one is the one time he had a it was like a pork shoulder, pork butt, one of those going, and he didn't realize that the flame blew out, and so it emptied a propane tank, raw propane, right into the yeah. meat. So he uh, he decided to throw that away. He goes, I don't know what could that get you sick? I don't know. You right. Know? So, but I, I don't know if it's really frowned upon. But so it's that, not, yeah, it's not frowned upon. So um, what do you use to measure internal temp? So the. The grill itself, see, that's one of the benefits of having, like, these type of grills is they uh, they self-monitor. So it's a smart grill, so it has its own thermometer in it, and it constantly reads that, and that's how it determines whether or not to auger in pellets or stop. Oh. or So it, it self-monitors itself in that way. Yeah, I remember going past yours, and it was like, chuff, chuff, chuff. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so it'll, it'll puff out, and then the fan goes on, and then it'll puff out a little bit, and the fan goes on. So if it gets too high, it'll stop feeding, and then if it gets too low, it starts feeding a little bit more, which is actually a funny story about this weekend is I, I fell asleep, basically, uh, in the middle of the day on Saturday, and it ran out of pellets. And I went up there and just to go check on it and everything, and I was like, oh, no. So I fill more pellets in. Well, now you've created that basically air gap between where there's pellets and nothing and you're just feeding nothing so the temperature is slowly dropping so the way that i counteracted that was i just cranked the temperature up um to make it like 300 to make it feed more yeah to make it just feed more and feed faster well it fed too much and then it basically just kind of started a small fire yeah yeah (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, unplug it and everything, wait for it to die down. And then, then it got back to, you know, stabilizing. But uh, 
that's one of the nice things about having one of the electric ones and that it, that's basically got a computer chip in it that monitors the temperature. I, I will say like you can't go to bed uh, with the smoker like you can't you can't walk away from it for probably more than an hour without, without having to do something with mine. You Why know. is that? Like, what do you got to do to it? Uh, it's got a manual chip tray, so like you have to keep putting chips in it. Okay, yeah. Oh, so oh, so you, it did have that same thing. Remember, you were kind of laughing about the one that you got to get special chips for, and it's only no, no, no. That that the one that I was gonna get, which for free I would have bought them for whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. But uh, that one has these little pucks that just like get shot in there, and they burn, and then they, you know, every twenty minutes it cycles a new one. But the, just these little guys. But uh, this one, you you just use regular chips. Yeah. You mean like actual shavings of wood? Yeah. Yeah. You buy yeah and bags. the one guy I work with, his smoker is like one. It's all. It's a labor of love. He loves it. But like he actually feeds them to get the temperature, and it's it's pretty much just a, a metal box that he puts the wood in. Yeah. You know, and but somebody he'll hear somebody cutting down a tree, and hey, what kind of tree is that? Oh, is it apple? Save me those, you know, and then he'll right. actually get he'll, so he actually looks for little trees that people cut down for the different wood that he wants. So it's a whole hobby with that. Oh, so yeah. uh, did you season yours? Yes. So uh, the, the best way to, that I just season mine is just turn the temp. What they tell you to do when I first bought it is to crank the temperature up to five hundred degrees and just let it smoke for like an hour. Basically, yeah. you're burning off all the oils and everything from it, and uh, it pretty much self seasons. Like the, the way that I seasoned it is, I did a pork shoulder. So all that like good juices and everything, and it's it's got a nice season on it. I just got mine like prematurely smoky. Yeah, like before I put any meat in there, I just got it like. Well, I mean, I had to cook mine too because it's you know it's new. But I had to cook. So talk about it. you haven't you haven't talked about your cook yet. I've been waiting for this oh, for an okay. hour now. Well, I I was just trying to like start at the ground level. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna try and smoke some meat just to see what happens. So I threw two chicken breasts in there okay. and uh, two flat iron steaks, which I know. Like it's a crime to eat flat iron steaks that way, but I just I just had that meat available, threw it in there to try it. Yeah. So it tastes really good. Like it tastes really, really good, but you can make the comparison to a hot dog. <laughs> so basically I did a whole long process to turn my expensive piece of meat into a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean there's certain types of things that I would smoke. Like cause my grill is my smoker is also a grill, so I can, like, if I had just chicken breast, like, I can just grill it. I can crank the temperature up on it. Like, what temperature do you think you're using? Does yours have a probe on it, or? I bought, like, a two-probe thing. It's okay. called, like, ThermPro, something okay. like that off of Amazon. But uh, I use one for ambient temp because I would, like, I'm if I'm monitoring, I want to, like, see if, if it falls, like, if the propane tank you know, dies out or the flame dies out. Yeah, I just that was the only hiccup I ever heard with those. Yeah. So it'll throw me an alarm for like a rapid temperature drop. Right. And uh, I've, I've got around that one that way. But like, so I didn't, the temperature is really, it's not sketchy. You just, it's a learning curve to figure right. out where you need to be for you right. know, whatever temperature. So I cooked, I turned it up, not all the way, but like to a medium. And it smoked those chips out, man. Just look like this thing was starting a neighborhood on fire. Yep. And uh, then all of a sudden, there's just no more smoke. And it's because, you know, the chips burnt down. So, yeah. But, yeah, do, do you soak your pellets in water? Nope. You don't have to do that with the pellets, though. No, you don't have to do them because they just I, burn. I don't know much about this, but, like, uh, with the ones that you have, you have to soak them a little. It actually controls how fast they burn. Yeah, and, absolutely. So, yeah. that's a that's a totally different labor with that style. And, I'm I, once again, I'm no pro. I just This is from 
watching people do certain things. Um, the one thing I want to, so what I, we got the setup kind of down. All right. So like, what about like, how do you, what would you say to choose your first project on this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what would a beginner? So somebody says, I got the smoker. I got the chips. I got the user manual. We are ready to go. I'm going to smoke pork shoulder. That's what I thought. Thousand percent pork shoulder because you literally can't screw it up. I mean, you can't, can't screw it up and it's affordable. Yeah. So if you do screw it up, somehow. if you undercook it, you basically got pork, just white meat pork and you can't overcook it. That's, it just falls apart. So then, so what would be state, what would be the intermediate stage? Okay. So now you smoked a few pork shoulders, like what, to test your next ability to move to a progress and to better. What would be probably a whole chicken or a turkey? Really? White meat. Okay. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I like, I do steaks on the grill, like, but that's not smoking it. You know, I just crank the temperature way high. Um, brisket, I would say is a little bit more advanced. Not, so with that, well, I do want to go into the conversation you and me were having before Pat got here. Can you talk about that? The brisket, you know what I'm talking about? The brisket conversation we had. Yeah. Go tell us about the brisket. Like, so, mean? so it's an advanced piece of meat, but it wasn't. Oh, oh, yeah. So brisket used to be cheap. It used to be just this cheap cut of meat because it's real fatty and it's real hard to like actually. Cook I guess it's and like super down. tough. Yeah, it's real yeah. tough and it's hard to like you know you can't just like throw it on the grill and like cook it. You actually have to slow cook it for you know an extended period of time. You know, in this case, twenty five hours. Um, but you were saying that was kind of a throwaway piece of meat. Once it was. I mean, it was basically. It wasn't quite a throwaway piece of meat, but it was one of those. It was a cheaper cut, but now people got into smoking. And smoking took off huge. When coming up through the nineties, I never heard anybody with a Traeger. And no, like, I, yeah, you know, there wasn't a thing, and now think, everybody has one. I think I remember Dad hearing somebody. Uh, he heard about somebody smoking fish. Which have you smoked any fish yet? No, no. Uh, no, I did smoke some trout. Apparently, it's super easy, right? Yep. Really so easy. it takes like an hour, something like that. Uh, it depends on if you brine them or yeah. It's it's really easy. But super fast, low temperatures. Um, but that's that was my aim. Like when I first heard about me getting a smoker, my aim initially was I'm gonna use this to cook wild game. Yep. Yeah, right, definitely. And make jerky, sticks, all kinds of stuff. Like I can like just kind of negate everybody's fear of like, oh, it's a wild game, it's gonna taste bad if I make it in a smoker. Cause like I haven't had a bad thing come out of a smoker yet, you know? Yeah, and it, it's but real quick, go back into like the different like so why? So it was it was just kind of a piece of meat so that was, didn't mean it anything. It was a cheaper cut um, that people generally. It was undesirable, I guess. Now this is back. I don't know what years, but this was years and years ago. Yeah, you're getting this info from a pro smoker guy from work, and yeah, and then basically uh, people started discovering like, hey, if you cook this thing at a low temperature for a really long time, it's actually really good. And so then basically supply and demand kind of took off, and that's why brisket is extremely expensive now. You know, it's because yeah, it, before smoking was popular, everyone's like, "Well, you can't really grill it." You know, we're gonna stick it in the oven. Like, they didn't know what to do with it. Plus, you're not buying a, a five pound brisket. You know, briskets, yeah, that's the other thing. Briskets you know? are—they're just a big cut of meat. They don't cut it in half because there's different sections to it with different flavors. Um, so, like, you have the 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 burnt end part. You know, the burnt—I I still have that at home. I should have brought some of that for you guys too. Um, but the same thing with bacon. Bacon used to be a cheap throw away a piece of meat but then people started like i think there was a pig shortage or there was a shortage and people started buying this cheaper cheaper cuts of pork 
And now they put on everything at every restaurant. It's yeah. on every burger Supply ever. Supply and demand. You actually have to ask to not get it because I don't like bacon. And you have to actually ask to not get it. It's it's not that I don't like bacon, but I'm getting a cheeseburger. I want to eat a cheeseburger. I don't want to eat bacon. Yeah, right. You right. Know? See, I love bacon in every every aspect. So, um, But tell me about Woods. So I got Apple. Maybe Apple was a bad choice for me to smoke my first smoke with because it is very sweet. Uh, yes, so Apple... Yes, I use apple quite a bit because it's a nice, easy, sweeter smoke. Uh, I also prefer oak, and uh, oak's just kind of like, like like an earthier, heartier, uh, kind of like smoke. a campfirey taste. Yeah, and honest, yeah, more of a campfirey taste. And honest to God, dude, uh, in the future, I just I'm just gonna start buying competition blend pellets from some of like the the barbecue barbecue pros and everything because they put together a really nice, like pretty much standard pellets at least for my taste it's just you're going to be one of your go-to things and then yeah if you want to add like your pellet i'm sorry your apple or your cherries and stuff to sweeten it up a little bit you can but this competition blend stuff that i've that i've used in the past i'm finding it hard to beat so after this podcast night i'm going to go home and i'm going to meal prep in my i thought out a chicken last night okay Drunk a whole chicken night. whole chicken okay uh give me some pointers because i as you said that would be your second cook but give me some pointers I, because that's gonna be my first. The way that the way that I do chicken on the smoker is, I uh, get a whole stick of butter, cut a stick of butter up. Um, sometimes I'll use onions, but I always put a lemon. I always cut up a lemon, you know, into you know three maybe four sections, and I stuff that inside along with the butter. And what does that do? Does that help like break down the meat, or is that just just keeps it moist? Oh, keeps, keeps it, it moist. moist. Gives it, the lemon gives it a nice sweet flavor. Um, but yeah, I, I love. Love having a lemon inside chicken. And then, yeah, just put whatever poultry rub you want on it. Lemon pepper or... Does it taste like lemon? Not, not the lemon pepper, but does like lemon in the chicken make the ch- chicken taste like lemon? Uh, Yeah. Or does it yeah, just make t- it sweeter in its own way? No, you'll taste the lemon. Okay. So Really? Yeah. I thought I, I thought with all that stuff, you just kind of do get a sweeter, almost like a you, Yeah, a it is sweeter. Like it. Yeah, you do get more of like a sweet flavor, but it's you taste the lemon. That's why I like using like a lemon pepper rub or something like that. I wouldn't put a lemon in there if you're doing like Cajun, you know, Cajun seasoning. In that case, I would use an onion. Okay. But I, I make sure you stuff it with something. At least put the butter in there because it helps keep everything moist. And then another question I got is, can I cook vegetables in there? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I do asparagus on mine all the time. I don't smoke them, but... But I mean, like if... if- if I decided to just like smoke for the first half for the chicken and then and then just throw to, vegetables on, yeah, yeah, yeah throw vegetables depend. on and let the whole thing cook together. Certainly, I don't see why not. I mean, I mean it depends I on what super smoky tasting. Even though I'm not using any smoke, would I have any like super smoky tasting like potatoes or asparagus? Or, no, you know? you'll definitely you'll you'll taste it, but it's not a super smoke right. potato. You know, um, plus it depends on what temperature you're using too. And honestly, like for you starting out, the best thing you're gonna do is trial and error. Yeah. Because there, there's there's some things that I've done on there, like I've done like roasts and stuff that just turned out terrible. I threw the whole. I remember, yeah, you had a couple of them where it's like, nah, because I was like, oh, can I ask something? You're like, I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I did know. a couple. Of, I think I did like a eye around roast, or it was something like that. And I, 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 I've also got a chuck. Yeah, no, I, I, it's some things are just better for the oven. Some things like it yeah, just, some things are just better for the crock pot. Yeah, and you know so. Some things are better for the smoker, you know, grill. Yeah, I've done a few things so far. It's, ah, now like. Well, I don't know if I said it. I was, I meant to say it earlier, but, like, you talked to Smoke and Phil, and, or Fishy Phil, whatever you want to call him, and 
He's got a number of different ways outside. He's I want to say he's got a couple of smokers and grills. Like he's got Yeah. This is something he does. Right. So this one does this and this one does that and I have this for that reason. It's not like there's a buy one and you're done. No, that's that's another thing. It's like now that I kind of have like the baseline is I want to start getting into other smokers, like actual real wood smokers that, you know, either propane or electric. Um like the my yeah, biggest like you thing got, is big you, green egg. I want one so bad. Those are cool. They're cool. They're expensive. You pay for them, and they don't have a huge cooking surface for how much they cost. Right. It's not like you can cook for a family for a family of ten on it. But they just work, and the, you just see the videos of it, and it's just like, man, that would be awesome to have. Those get up to like nine hundred degrees or something too. Something stupid. Yeah. The cool thing about mine is that it, they also advertise that you can bake in it because it's it's essentially an oven with smoke. True. And that's what I like about mine is like it's a smoker, but I can grill on it like if i want i just make it you know 450 degrees yeah I, th- I feel like with all that stuff though you get the sole purpose of this thing and then you can kind of get the other feature the yeah. other function out of it you know yeah like, like my grill for instance I, people say how you can oh you can smoke on a grill i get it but it's a grill well know? yeah it's more so like some of the guys at work what they do is rather than smoking a whole chicken they'll cook it on their propane grill but just on indirect heat so it's basically you're getting that that grilly kind of flavor um, without using your oven. So you have uh, you have the pellet that could also be used as a as a grill. Yes, and then a, and a Weber. Yeah, I've got a Weber regular charcoal grill, twenty two and a half inch. Yes. Yeah, uh, like so and that's it for outside for cooking stuff, right? Yep. And for then, now, what do you got paid? So now you got a smoker and a grill, right? Yeah, I've got a grill, dedicated grill, Weber two burner. Um, and then I've got the smoker. And uh, to be honest with you, like the whole reason for me wanting to get a smoker was like. I just got so intrigued when I started looking it up and I'm like, there's so many different things you can do be, because like, I don't, the other thing too, I don't want to bake in my house with the air conditioning on. I kind of feel like that's a, yeah, it's counterproductive, very counterproductive. Yeah. And it's not that I can get Kate to bake in the smoker, but it's like when I want to make a whole chicken in the summer, I'm going to be very discouraged from doing that simply because I don't want to do it in the house. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, this was another way for me to just, and, and the wild game thing too. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty pumped, and I'm not trying to like steal your thunder with smoking. No, please, absolutely. I'd, I'd like to get more people into it. He likes like, talking I'm about still, it. I'm still getting into it myself. Like I've only been doing this a couple of years now, and I'm still lear- I learn something new every recipe I try. Like so, all right, I'm not going to do this next time. Real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. But I'm doing a whole chicken and a chuck. Can I do them both at once, or should I wait? Yeah, do them both at once. Um, really? You wouldn't need X temperature for this one? and X Well, temp- if you're, you're doing it at the same temperature. They I would come off at different times, I'm sure, right? No. You, sometimes you want to use different temperatures. I, I would assume that you're going to use the same temperature. Yeah. I've never done a chuck on a smoker, honestly. I, you, you might have to look up some recipes for that. Yeah. I'm, I've already got them sitting there. So what would you say? I mean, probably about 225 he's going to run that thing at? No, for chicken, you can do it like 250. But even with the chuck next to it? The, yeah, the chuck is going to be... Oh, do you say two fifty? Oh, okay, so that's even more than I thought. Okay, yeah, I go like two fifty, two seventy five. And then uh, right now, I have alder, hickory, apple, and cherry. Apple or cherry? Actually, I both go apple for for your chicken. So, what would you use hickory for? That's like more like uh, yeah, pork. Yeah, pork. Okay, so apple and cherry. Yeah, apple or cherry for your. But you can use apple too with uh, with pork as well. Pork is one of those versatile things. Is like you can use whatever you want on it. For beef, I just prefer oak. 
that's just me. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously I'm gonna kind of dive into the rabbit hole on this tonight. Oh, and I'll dude, report it's... back next week. So let me uh, let me just sum this up real quick, just for us non-cookers. So you got the smoker, you you have the drive to do it. You got everything you need to do it. Get a pork shoulder, finish it. Do a pork it. shoulder. Yeah, find a recipe or listen to one so of our let's podcasts. So let's say let's say the let's say the pork shoulder was a complete success. It went awesome. Yeah. Before you do anything else, get another pork shoulder and just try it differently. Would you say? You can if you want. I mean, mean, like, what would be what would be like a, a like a? I did pork shoulders for like the first month. Like yeah, every, right. I feel like every weekend I was making a pork shoulder because I was just trying different. I was experimenting with rubs, and then I was uh, trying to inject it. You know, what if I inject it with you know this, this, and this, and then to see if it gets more flavor profile. I kind of have it down to where I want it. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of it's going to be trial and error. Yeah, I I mean I get that, and it, you kind of want to spring past that. You know, that's. Not totally, but you want to yeah. figure out some of the easy stuff that's going to take a long time to learn kind of thing. No, pork shoulder is 100% the best beginner thing. That's what everybody at work told me when I first got into it. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to try this. Do a pork shoulder. It's great for parties. Have... It's great for oh, parties. Oh, God. Makes great tacos. Yeah. Make pork pe- sandwiches. It's yeah, just... and you get a lot of meat for little work. Very, and... very little money, too. Yeah. You could buy like an eight-pound pork shoulder for like 11 bucks. You know? So, but if you're wondering, like I know this, we usually talk about out- outdoorsy things, but like... For anybody that's wondering, why are they talking about this today? So Pat got into this, and well, you followed us through our journey of a lot of other stuff with hunting and all that. So Pat's starting his journey on, on smoking, so you're going to learn how to do this with him. You know, We're going to talk about this. Tips, email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com, right, Pat? Yeah, and the thing that ties this whole into the outdoors thing with me is like, I think this is definitely going to be probably the primary way of cooking wild game Yeah, for absolutely. me. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Especially fish. I can't wait to get some fish. Yeah, some, oh, like, man, smoke that's... trout and stuff. That'd be awesome. I wish I could go back and shoot myself in the foot. Uh, I had a whole bunch of lake trout from a charter that we did. I know. And I gave it away. Yeah. So did I. I didn't really know how to cook it, and I gave it away. And it's like, now I will. Mm-hmm. It like, would have been so You would have loved it. Dude, these, these fillets were like this. Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, stay tuned. I really want to get some of these things up on the YouTube channel. You know, once I get a little bit of it figured out. Yeah, I'll give you one of these cameras you can take home, too. You yeah. know, be smoking pats. Smoking pats. Not smoking pats. Smoking this pats. This is going to be Bush Billy. I'm just what about show Flat up. Iron Pat? No? Flat Iron Pat? It I'm is my favorite steak. It's legitimately is my favorite steak. What about Power Bottom Pat? Power Bottom Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. All right. <laughs> Are we going to touch on this? You can do this no, on the No, this is not a good thing to do on the podcast. <laughs> but I will say real quick. That I didn't see that skit. <laughs> I have seen that skit. Straight up didn't remember it. But there are definitely more than one definition for a power bottom. It doesn't, it doesn't apply only to that certain oh, group of people, man. We were laughing so hard on Friday. We were shit-faced, though, when we were texting you that. Because you guys always call me a bear. So I'm like... You guys are sitting around thinking that oh Pat's a you know uh, never mind. I'm anybody, not that get watch, into it. anybody that watches Sunny would know what we're talking about, and then feel my sheer embarrassment. <laughs> and the other thing too, I was doing this at work, and I was just like, I just read it real quick. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? You know? And I'm like, yeah, I like it. Whatever. You know? <laughs> like, that, that made my weekend. <laughs> anyway, we're rambling. So yep. that, good topic, Pat, because I'm learning a lot too. So uh, yeah. But yeah, I, Jim, you should get one too. I think this is going to be. I mean, we'll tr- we'll test mine. I'll give you some feedback and stuff like that. I might. I, I, I might. Together. I might. I I, I kind of want to replace my cheap shit grill I have out there with a nicer one. But maybe I'll just do a smoker. You never know. You know. 
Kyle, I, I could even see Kyle getting into this because, like you said, with for the baking aspect, because I always yell at her, it's 98 degrees outside. Yeah. We got the air conditioning blowing ice cubes, and she fires up the oven at 8,000 degrees wow. to bake a cake. You know? I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, a, put a cake on the smoker, though. I, I think that would... Well, I think if you, like like cleaned it beforehand like yes it might taste a little smoky but at the same time i think it's i think you're just using the heat off the propane then at that point it's just a heated box isn't it well if you're not using you can even take the chip tray out that's what he's saying take the chip tray out and just use the heat using the burner anyway that's it so yeah we're gonna wrap this up remember whiskey pops and all that stuff you know you can get that if you can uh, hear this you can be on this yes and if you can see my boat that means you can be on my boat yeah (laughs) i laughed actually (laughs) when i was when i was editing this last week that actually made me laugh so (laughs) All right, well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks.